Welcome to the Happy Kids Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today, we're talking about making a collage from nature. Hello, everyone. That's an interesting idea, and it can be really fun for you and your little ones combined. Now, most of us know that kids love being outside, and this project really is all about being outside in a place where kids can ramble a bit and learn about natural objects. Well, it's fairly easy to do, but it does take a little bit of advanced planning if you're going to be really successful with it. Now, Kara, describe the collage that you have in mind when we actually started to research this podcast. Well, what I'm thinking of, and this is something that I have seen both in photographs and I've seen the kids make these kind of things, it's sort of a board. It could be a piece of construction paper. It could be a foam board. Or it could be a box, like a shoebox or something like that. And kids actually glue things in there that they've picked up from outside. Stones and rocks and sticks and leaves and So like this spring when the, the preschool class went out and our youngest granddaughter went out with them and they collected leaves and sticks and, oh gosh, little bits of cottonwood seeds that were flying around and things like that. That's what you're talking about. Right. I think very often the kids were doing that. I'd find things in the bottom of our granddaughter's locker that she had collected while they were outside playing. So this is a natural thing that kids do. They did also do some organized projects where, as I recall, the teacher took a few different leaf shapes, like an oak leaf as opposed to a maple leaf and so on. And they had maybe just three or four of them that the kids would go outside and specifically look for. And then they came in and traced them and learned the different shapes of the different leaves. And of course, these are just little ones from three to four years old. It was a great activity for them, and they were very proud of what they had done. (laughs) It was so cute. Well, step one for this entire project, if you're going to do it with your own children or your grandchildren, choose a place outside. Now, if you have a nice backyard, you could choose that. If you have a local neighborhood park that isn't just devoted to swings and slides and a basketball court, something that's a little more natural, you could go there. And sometimes a church backyard works real well for this. But it's important to go there and kind of scope it out, okay? So take a time when you're not with the kids, or take a time if the kids are playing in that park to scope out this project before you actually talk to them about it. If you happen to be on vacation and you're out someplace where there is some nature, you might go to a lake or a pond or maybe a beachfront or something like that, a nature preserve, wherever you happen to be, if you're on vacation, maybe you're camping, and you could sort of pre-plan this in that instance, and it would be fairly simple to do. Now, certainly if you're going to go on a vacation and you think you might like to have this project, make sure to take some construction paper with you, make sure to take some white glue, also bring some glitter, even some pieces of string. It's just better to have more supplies than less. When you're on vacation, 
you won't necessarily be looking for some of these things or nowhere to find them, things that you could have already brought from home in a small little box. Right. Now, another thing that you want to keep in mind is if you're planning to do something like this and you want to create a project, then you want to do a preliminary trip. As Bill mentioned earlier, you want to visit the area that you've chosen. And maybe you want to even take photographs of natural items there. We talked earlier about how our little granddaughter had a teacher who gave them specific shapes of leaves that they were to look for. If you could actually take photographs of things and then reproduce it, say, on your computer and make a visual list of things that the kids are to look for, that would make it quite easy for them to find them. They'd have a picture of what they're looking for. Things like rocks, shells, different plants and leaves and things like that. If you don't have the resources to do that, if you can't take photographs or you don't have a computer, you could just draw the things that you want them to look for. But you want to have a visual representation so that they're actually looking for these specific things if you want to make it a learning project for them. But perhaps you're beginning to think, oh, this sounds a little bit like a scavenger hunt. Well, of course, you could make it a scavenger hunt with the end result being pasting the items that they scavenge onto a board or a piece of paper, and that would be their collage at the end of the whole project. Whereas the scavenger hunt, most of the items get tossed back or thrown away. This would have a nice ending to that kind of an activity. It really would. And the kids gain such pride from that. They really love looking at something that they have made and that they have discovered all on their own. They have an ownership in it when they have actually collected these things and then placed them in some sort of a piece of art. And there it is on the wall for them to look at. And they're so excited and happy that they've done this. Right. Now, Whichever way you do it, whether you suggest items that they actually have to find or they're walking around finding items that just appeal to them personally, then you need to go back to a table. If you're outside, you can go to a picnic table. Most parks have a variety of different picnic tables that you can sit at. If you're at home in your own yard, you can come in and work on the kitchen table, perhaps, or even set up a portable table outside that they could actually still be in the outdoors while they're working on it as well. Also, you want to remember, too, and this could be very important, is to have a little container for them to collect their items in, a bag or maybe a little pail or a can with a lid on the top that they can place things in and then keep them safe until they get back to the area where they're going to make their project. Now, if your children or even some of the children in your group are little bitty ones, like two years old, three years old, then you might want to work with them and help them find some of these things and help them collect them. They'll be more interested in picking them up than they will be in saving them in a bucket or a box or something. So that'd probably be your job and help them get excited about it. Now, we need to take just a sec to thank one of our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll talk about how to set this all up on your piece of paper or your piece of cardboard or whatever. So, we'll be right back. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. 
BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Now, when you do return to the area where you're going to make your project, you want to let each kid use their own collection to create whatever project they want to create. Now, we've discussed making a collage, and this would just be making a visual representation of the things they've collected. They can paste them onto a piece of construction paper. And as I mentioned earlier, you you might have a box that you want to decorate the inside with these items. They can use all kinds of things, whatever you want to provide, really. You could have glue and tape for putting the things onto the construction paper. And you could have all kinds of items like markers and glitter and even paints or clay for making molds of these objects. So you don't have to limit it to only the things that they found. They can do some writing. They can draw some pictures. They can connect one object to another with lines of marker or crayon. It's just so creative. However, you really want to work through it. It gets the kids really excited. And they really like discovering things on their own. So very often our grandchildren will just go in their room and start creating things. They actually do sometimes incorporate some of the things that they've found outside into their artwork. That's one of the reasons I thought of this. And then I went online and I saw so many beautiful things that were made out of natural objects. They'll have pieces of bark. They'll have sticks and leaves of various forms, different flowers, weeds, Uh (laughs) you know, (laughs) and some of them are colorful and some are not. But they really do make their own things. They'll create all kinds of shapes. They may cut out a shape and decorate that so that you'll have something like a kite-looking object with little streamers coming off the bottom. But it's decorated with all these natural objects. They will think on their own of many things they want to do. And my opinion is just don't limit that. Let them do whatever they want to do, however they want to construct their little project. It doesn't have to be so regimented the way that you're doing it. It's so much fun for them. Now, we need to take a second break to thank our second sponsor. And when we come back, we'll talk about finishing the project up. So we'll be back in a sec. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. Now, one of the things that I want to mention about finishing a project is put a date on it. Even if you just put it on the back, you may want to save some of these things for the future. And if you do, you may want to know when it was that this was made. And certainly don't forget the child's name. I mean, we think that that's self-explanatory, but we only mention the date and not the child's name. (laughs) That could be important. And you may also want to photograph these objects for the future if you don't plan to keep them. 
Sometimes things are so beautiful, they're frameable. You can keep them forever. Some you may want to take pictures. And I've done this with my boys. Our children are grown now, but I have pictures of a lot of their artwork that they made as youngsters. And some of it is just amazing. You can't believe that a child did it sometimes, but they do. Children are geniuses when it comes to this kind of thing. They have no limitations other than those that we've given them. They think that they can do whatever, and they do. They create things that are amazingly remarkable. And you just can't begin to imagine until you give them that freedom to see some of the things that they do. It's really, really fun. And it is very creative, as Kira is saying. And the other wonderful thing is watching how they grow. So we would suggest doing this at least once a summer for many years throughout their time that they're with you because you will see such a difference between when they were three and when they were five and when they were seven or eight and on up into when they're teenagers. They'll actually still want to do something like this even when they're teenagers. It's a great thing to do to collect and then you can actually assemble these on a rainy day. I recommend, too, that you place some of their artwork throughout the house. It gives them a sense of ownership in your home, and they feel that they've contributed something beautiful. I have things in my hallway right now that I put up a year ago that our oldest granddaughter did, and she is quite an artist. She did a picture of a little mouse, and it has little cotton balls for the nose. Just a whimsical, whimsical drawing that she did. That's on one side of the hallway. The other side has a cat that she did that's also quite remarkable. When I see something that they've done that is just so much fun and really does show their personality, that thing goes on the wall someplace in our house, and they see it every day. They know that we value what they're doing. (laughs) So have fun with it, and it doesn't take a whole lot of planning, and it's very, very inexpensive. Just glue and paper and some other little items that you might have. So give it a try. And I think that's the end of our podcast for today, Kira. I think so. And obviously, this is something that's easy for everyone to do. So we hope you'll do it. That is our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Happy Kids Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast. There you're going to find all of the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute the Book Talk Podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, and our two newest podcasts, the Happiness Experience and today's podcast, the Happy Kids Podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com dot com forward slash better living institute in addition our email address is feedback at better living institute.com we hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family this is kieran bill van Ittersom for the better living institute saying so long for now everyone <laughs> <laughs>